0: in the fear of God and listen to the Holy Gospel a chapter from the Holy Gospel according to Saint Matthew may His blessing be Solomon a psalm of our teacher David the prophet and king may His blessing be Solomon blessed are the blameless in the way who walk in the law of the Lord blessed are they that search out His testimonies they will diligently seek Him with a whole heart. Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, glory be to forever and ever. Amen. At that time the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Who then is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them, and said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a milestone were hung around him, his neck and he were drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe to the world because of offenses, for offenses must come, but woe to that man by whom the offense comes. If your hand or foot causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you. It is better for you to enter into life lame or maimed, rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. And if your eye causes you to sin, Black it out and cast it it from you. It is better for you to enter into life with one eye, rather than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire. Glory be to God forever. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Today, as we heard the Gospel from Matthew chapter 18 and verses 1 to 9, we'll find this dialogue between Jesus and his disciples repeated three times in the three synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And what I would like to share with you this morning is only just one word, the greatest, and the greatest when. We are not going to to search how to be the greatest or who is the greatest but when this event happened and to see in our life when we can ask this question rightly or wrongly. The word greatest itself mentioned in the New Testament 48 times in 42 verses and 8 out of them is just arguments between the disciples who is the greatest and then the Lord was rebuking or explaining to them what is the meaning of the greatest. If you look at the three Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, you will find it nearly parallel as such as you see it in the screen. So what we read today was Matthew chapter 18, the first nine verses. Just the chapter before, it tells us the story. Chapter 17 from verse 1 to 13 starts with the event of the transfiguration. From verse 14 to 21, the disciples could not cast out a demon, and then this man whose son was demon-possessed came to the Lord and he told him, your disciples were not able to cast this demon, and the Lord told them that this kind cannot come except by prayer and fasting. Verse 22 to 27, the Lord spoke about his death, and only in Matthew One more event, that he asked Peter to pay the tax for himself, and for the Lord himself. Then, next, first verse in chapter 18, who is the greatest? The dispute between the disciples. Then Mark, as you see in the screen, the same thing, Transfiguration, the disciples cast out a demon, and then the Lord spoke about his death on the cross. Luke, the same thing. So if we see the consequence of the events, First, it's a great event, the transfiguration. Only three disciples have seen this event. And then a failure of the disciples. They couldn't cast out a demon. And he was telling them, or the, the man whose son was demon possessed was accusing them, Why your disciples? And even the disciples themselves asked the Lord, Why we could not cast out this demon? So, one of the events, or one of the times that we think who is the greatest after a great failure after we fail to achieve something what added more on this event that the lord was talking about his death so we need a successor we need someone to lead after jesus so if you are in this position this morning and you are thinking who is the greatest because of a failure a big failure in my life or i was following him if you go <clears throat> back to Luke chapter 9 and also Matthew chapter 9 He sent the 12 and the 70 disciples to do one thing To cast out demons and to make healings and miracles Now it seems for them it's a failure We are not able to make it anymore If you are in this position this morning And you feel you failed something You failed to achieve something that was in your mind And you think that you should find a way to be greater than anyone or whoever is maybe at home a tension between our husband and wife who is the greatest? or between brothers and sisters or at work or even in the church who is the greatest? who is leading more? and the Lord is telling us today the question is asked in a certain time it's a time of failure when you ask such questions it's a time of despair when you try to find your own identity in something totally different, not in the Lord himself, but in your new position. So in many occasions, we were in this position. We were thinking after a failure, I need to achieve something. I need to see myself recognized by others. Sometimes we make big problems or divisions to to show that I am still here. I am the greatest. I am not going to leave it to pass as it is. The Lord is encouraging us today, think of it. What sort of failure do you have today that makes you angry and trying to prove yourself in a negative way? If you go to the verses in the three synoptic Gospels in Matthew, what we read today. At that time, which time? The time of failure. Immediately after they failed to cast out this demon and they saw the Lord rebuking them for their little faith that he couldn't make it. At that time the disciples came to Jesus saying who then is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? We need a position. We need someone to lift us up. To give us or to satisfy our ego that I am the greatest. Then Jesus called a little child to him. Set him in the midst of them and said assuredly I say to you. Unless you are converted and become as little children. It's a matter of conversion. Conversion of mind, of direction of life, of everything He is telling them you need to repent You are with me for a long time, you are listening to my teaching You were able to cast out demons at a certain time, but now you failed You need a new conversion And he is urging us this morning, we need always a new conversion It is not what in your mind today, it is what is in his heart to you then Jesus called a little child to, them, to him, set him in the midst of them, and said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. It's not a matter of, if you want to be a child, be a child. You will lose your eternity. Is he making us to fear it? Definitely not. He's encouraging us to seek it, and he's warning us not to lose eternity or kingdom of God because we did not accept the conversion therefore whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven think if we think this way, our homes will be totally different everyone is seeking the other's needs, not my own need. if you do it in the church, if we do it at work really we are going to enjoy the kingdom of heaven on earth whoever receives one little child like this in My name receives Me. So it's converting even the whole creation to be to Christ and from Christ and through Christ. St. John Sabbath says, put on humility all the time to turn yourself into a dwelling place for God. So the opposite is put on pride all the time and you are turning yourself into a dwelling place to the enemy. It's a choice. And again and again, there is nothing in between. In Mark 9, 33-37, nearly the same dialogue. He said, For on the road they they had disputed among themselves who would be the greatest again. The Lord told them, If anyone desires to be first, he shall be last of all and servant of all. But again servant according to his will not according to your own interpretation to be a servant. And the same thing, the same sequence, the same failure, and then the thought came into their minds. He's urging us this morning, if you are passing through a failure, or you are passing through trouble with someone at home, in the church, at work, or wherever you are, because you failed and you would like to prove yourself that you are greatest, or you want to control others, You want to control your family, you want to control your friends, whatever it is, it's a failure. And he's telling you the way is to humble yourself, to put humility, as St. John Saba was saying. St. John Christom is adding, he exhorted them to acquire humility and simplicity, as demonstrated in a child, namely pure from jealousy, from vainglory, and from love of authority. Think of it, and I have to think of it this morning. The trouble I have today, I need to be to show myself that I am greatest because of jealousy or vainglory or from love of authority. All of them are cause of sins from the devil. But if we put on humility, Christ (coughs) is leading and indwelling in us. And look, it was nearly the same. Then a dispute arose among them as to which of them would be greatest. And Jesus, Perceiving the thought of their heart, took a little child and set him by him and said to them, Whoever receives this little child in my name receives me. So he's replacing himself with the whole human being. If you deal with anyone, your husband, your wife, your brother, your sister, your son, your daughter, you are dealing with Christ Himself. Saint he says he wants us not to take over earthly supremacy of ourselves. Always we think with this earthly supremacy but to reach up for it, the heavenly, through humility How great is humility? It earns for itself the dwelling of the Father, of the Son and of the Holy Spirit It will become an indwelling place of the Holy Trinity In a way or another you are a microcosmos, micro heaven that the Trinity is dwelling in you The other time that this dispute came to their mind it was after a great event so after a great failure, you have this thought <clears throat> and after a great event, you have the same thought and this was on the last or the great Thursday the Lord instituted the Eucharist and gave his life, his body and blood to his disciples and he told them <clears throat> that he is not going to eat it anymore unless in the second coming or in the, when the kingdom of God will come and again, start verse 24. Now, now, just immediately after the communion, immediately after being partakers of this divine life of Christ, now there was also a dispute among them as to which of them should be considered the greatest. What are you doing? That just immediately after the communion, and you are disputing again about who is greatest. As to which of them should be considered the greatest, and he said to them, The kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them and those who exercise authority over them are called benefactors the world is shaking this who is going to be the successor? who is going to lead? these are the Gentiles and now he is putting the choice before us are you going to choose to be a Gentile or a Jew in the Old Testament? are you going to be a Gentile or a living member of the body of Christ in the New Testament? And he said to them, but not as among you, you are different, and you are different in everything. But unfortunately, we choose sometimes to be like the world. We choose to compare ourselves with each other. And I feel that I am better than anyone and everyone sometimes. But not so among you. On the contrary, you are to, should be totally opposite to this word, way of singing. Who is greatest among you, let him be as the younger, and he who governs as he who serves. And then he gives him the example. For who is greater, he who sits at the table or he, he who serves? Is it not the, he who sits at the table, yet I am um, among you as uh, the one who serves? So if you seek to be better than your teacher or master, creator and savior, then you miss the whole message. He is telling us, yet I am among you as the one who serves. And he is encouraging us to choose to be like him, not like the kings and the rulers of the Gentiles anymore. Saint Cyril the Great is saying, what happened among the disciples? He was wondering, what happened that they are thinking this way after such a great event that they received the body and the blood of Christ and he instituted for them the mystery of life and was recorded is only for our own good. We were weak, but it is to teach us. Even though they were saints, yet this is the weakness or sickness for our humility. He showed us that this weakness is available but don't stick to it with a liberation, there's a freedom from it The Lord dealt with the disease as a smart surgeon and he amputated the rottenness of it and he's encouraging us this morning come with your own disease come with your own pride but tell him I'm not going to go home with it I would like to leave it to be assured that I received your own personal humility, as St. Paul told us in Philippians chapter two, verse five. In each liturgy, we are participating in the life of the Holy Trinity. We will never be able to enjoy the love of the Father without humility and obedience. We will never be enjoying the grace of His Son to enjoy the fullness of the power of the body and blood of Christ without humility and obedience. Even in Acts chapter five, verse thirty-two, St. Peter was saying, he gave the Holy Spirit to those who obeyed him. To enjoy the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, humility and obedience are needed, are going and running through the Eucharist. And in the anaphora, the church is asking everyone to lift up his heart, his mind, to receive this meaning of being the greatest by serving, by humility and through obedience. May the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you from now and forever and ever.